and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie DeSanto, and today we have a special guest. Uh, a first on Commagers. We have a legitimate guest, like someone who has <laughs> produced a piece of art. Yeah, well, we've had a few. A I, I was going to well, say he true. might we've be the most tests. qualified we person we've ever Tess interviewed. Tess is a director of tests. real yes, live we've television. Yes, That's true. That's true. Yes. Have you and ever Scott, had another guest? Scott also oh, produces. Scott, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Scott produces and writes. Ten more but names that first, are going to come our out. Our first novel, though. Our this first is our novel. first novelist. Our first, yes, our first novelist. This is fantastic. We'd like to welcome to the show the author of The Body Man, Eric Bishop. Eric, thank Yay! you for joining us tonight. And we're very excited because we're part of a legitimate media rollout. I mean, that is. <laughs> yeah, we're part of Media Week because The Body Man was just released mm-hmm. on Thursday. This is very my exciting. Pu- my yeah. publicist lined this up for us and hold on. My publicist this is here. So publicist was glad. To <laughs> yes. For those I, listening, I, Eric is he raised he's his, raising hand. his hand. He is his own publicist. So we're going to be talking about the body man, talking with Eric about his writing experience, talking about his love of everything. But first, we're going to answer the most pressing question of every episode. What is everybody drinking for this episode? <laughs> I'm going with uh, me and Katie are both going with a little Four Roses small batch select bourbon. Ooh. And right. Eric, we have to thank you because usually we start to dry out on Sunday nights and we were like, <laughs> just extend. There's, just, there's, there's a, a reason to extend yeah. the weekend a little bit. So I thank dried you. out for you, but my yes. Sierra Nevada mug unfortunately is filled with um, water. Uh, well, this that's is okay. Technically, We've done the seltzer. Yep. You're technically working, Eric. That's so true. This, That's true. Drink no drinking on the job. job. Yeah. Yep. No drinking on the job. So I was part of a podcast a couple of years back, and I think I drank the least. Those guys could drink. They could mm. drink me under the table. And I, I drank the least, but that was also because part of the problem was they all did it from home, and I did it most nights from my office. Yeah. Which was like 45 minutes away. So, you know, I... I'd sometimes yeah, a wise little, move, I think, based on I put a some weed of the bit of something in and put a whole <laughs> lot more water. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Eric is here as part of his launch for his debut thriller, The Body Man. Uh, Eric, for everyone, could you give us a little overview of The Body Man, which is available for sale now? It is. It's um, it isn't. You know, it's really cool. I'll say, too. Yes, it's available for sale. Amazon. I I'd like to get more local businesses involved, but it's a smaller publisher. So right. Uh, the biggest places to go are the online retailers yeah. um, on Amazon. It's available on ebook paperback and hardback. Um, I believe on Barnes and Noble. When I looked yesterday, it was available for paperback and hardback on Barnes and Noble's website. Um, and it's internationally selling. And it's, yes, that's fabulous. We got to talk I'd, about that a little bit. Later. I'd love to put Super the name cool. best selling on there, but I will settle for my first book with the word internationally selling. Yeah. Off. Yes, that's right. I'm beyond blessed, beyond blessed. Um, So the body man is an interesting concept. And the way I basically sold it to the publisher was this. Who protects the life of the president? Easy answer. The Secret Service. However, who protects the office of the presidency? It's the body man. Well, what happens if he just disappears without a trace? Um, It's a really interesting concept that you have someone there in the office that their job is not to protect the president. Their job is to protect the office of the president. Cause what if his job all of a sudden becomes protecting the office from the office holder? Um, what if the president does something that the body man has to step in and, you know, take care of He's a, 
in some regards, the office uh, or the, the role of the body man is a cleaner. So if the president, him or her, does something that will tarnish that office, your job is to clean it up. We might have had a few examples of that years ago in the administration um, that could have needed to be cleaned up. Um, however, the body man also has the added authority and role to step in and pre prevent the president, him or her, from doing something, which opens up a massive can of worms. You have an unelected person in the White House that you could say has more power than the president. Yeah. Um, it's going to create a lot of problems in book two and three. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so, there, it reminds me of, you know, Katie and I were late to the game on watching the West Wing. Mm -hmm. um, but we kind of, we did some catching by up late, over COVID. Late, Eric, we mean 20 mean, years uh, or whatever. 20 years. Late, <laughs> two decades late. But there's, like a, there's like a whole like story a arc in the middle late. about like when the president was, was incapacitated, like who, who was making the decisions and like whether that was legal based on you know, whether they were voted in or not. So absolutely. Yeah. So what is your entry point for, you know, political fiction? Uh, what got you interested in it? Have you worked in that area? I've not. I have a couple, I have been asked recently in some interviews of, did I, this is have to go through the government process of having it vetted and all that. I am a financial analyst with a finance degree who happens to have a wicked imagination and can think of some conspiracies and all kinds of things. And, I tend to think I can write a good yarn. Uh, that's what I'm hearing, at least. So I hope those people are telling me the truth. Um, I, yeah, it's a good question. So I, the one thing I quick answer to that is I think you need to write what you love. Um, I grew up uh, with the masters, Tom Clancy and Tom Clancy became Vince Flynn until Vince passed. Kyle Mills picked up that banner and a whole lot of other authors, uh, uh, Daniel Silva, um, so the, the politics side of it always was interested in me. And I was always fascinated with Washington. I was always fascinated with the corruption of Washington, the, uh, the power and the um, just what it does to people. So my first three books were not as political thrillers. They had more military and some other influences, had trouble selling them. And then I kind of just said, well, I can't sell myself as a military writer in, in a regard because I don't have a military background. Um, but man, I look who writes the political thrillers. You know, you know, Vince Flynn, I think, was an insurance salesman in Minneapolis. Was uh, bartending, too. Yeah, bartending. He sold his first novel out of his trunk. Um, and it was a very much, of, you know, it was a political novel. Um, term limits was massive. I mean, we start killing senators that aren't doing, you know, what they should do. It was pretty political. So I said, heck, Vince can do it. You know, I can do it. I'll, I'll be ignorant and think that. Um, and I think I did it. Uh, and it was not... Um, it, it took a lot of time, you know, so again, it wasn't my first novel. So this is a seven year journey culminating. My fourth novel is the one that hit and it hit in, in meaning I got my foot in the door and I have a published novel that's available worldwide and we'll see where that goes. This, but it's, it's I, cool. I, I think it's, yeah, I think we need to just take a moment and say like, that's incredible mm -hmm. because when you just think about the barrier to entry for anyone to, to do that, yeah, let alone finding a publisher, just a barrier of entry. You wrote four novels. The, mm -hmm. the fact that you have to sit down while you work a nine to five, while you're a father, while all that yeah. stuff and still find the drive and the, you know, the love to, to produce mm -hmm. a novel is absolutely mind blowing to me. <laughs> so it sounds weird to say it, but the truth of the matter is this is what I'm meant to do. Can this pay my bills? Can this provide for my family? Can this make a future? 
that's out of my control. Yeah. Honestly, that's the part that's actually scary because control is a great thing to have, but mo- no one has control. Um, all I can do is tell the best damn book possible. I hope we can say that on here. Um, no. oh, that's my job. Oh, you, yeah, can you can say whatever you want. You could say way worse than that. Okay, well. It'll probably um, happen by the end of the episode. Sunday night, Katie's Absolutely. a little subdued. So. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, my job is to tell the best book I can. And, um, and I'm also, I'm trying to tell the story that I want to tell because I've read so much over the years and I've read so many of the masters, so many great, great authors, whether it's, I mean, I started off with Shakespeare, so it wasn't, you know, Dickens and, you know, tons of classical writers, honestly, but um, I, I write a story to impress myself. And if I can write a story and get down and go, damn, that was good. Maybe someone else will say that. Um, and the process has been great. It's yes, it's hard, but I don't, I've never viewed it as hard work, I guess, because mm-hmm. I'm passionate about it. That's the biggest, the biggest reason for me that it's really not that difficult. Everything after it was difficult. Get it, trying to get in the publishing world. Mm. Brutal. We'll, yeah. use the, we'll, we'll be nice about it and say it's brutal business. And there's um, a good side, right? That's the, the Hunter S. Thompson quote about the music industry is, is something like it's a terrible scum filled pond. And there's also a bad side to it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but it's really hard. And so the, the thing that I've tried to convey, and I've, I've done it for years on social media, people that have followed me or read me is um, the only reason I'm sitting here is I didn't quit. I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the most creative person. I don't got the best stories. Um, I think I can do a good job, but I didn't quit. And I, so many people before they get that first book published or whatever, they quit. And so most of the time they don't finish the book. That's the first thing you don't quit. Meaning you finish that first book, whether you're the only one that ever reads it or your mom's the only one that ever reads it or whatever, finish the first book. Is it going to be good enough to be published? Maybe not. Um, but it can't be published if you don't finish it. Yeah. Having the, you know, it's a, it's like, uh, we've been hearing a lot about the past couple of years about having the, the successful people have grit, you know, they have the grit to, persevere through the times that don't feel so great and right. and get it done. Yeah. Well, there's also this really intriguing world that I, I don't think a lot of people know about of people struggling and working and writing yeah. that goes under the radar. If you know, most people's experiences with books is going into Barnes and Noble ordering from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they understand the world of writing. I mean, I, I, over the past mm-hmm. seven or eight years, just as not a writer, but being in and around writers mm-hmm. very much on the periphery, I've been fascinated about that aspect of this industry. It's so I, I, there's so many differences in it than I ever imagined looking well, at it. What surprised you about it as you've gotten into it and gotten to know people and things? Is there anything that stands out for a novice who might not yeah. know what happens behind the scenes in this world? Absolutely. And and the the advice and what I learned, which is the God's honest truth, is that the vast majority, 95 percent of the people you're probably going to meet in this industry, the the writers, um, speaking of the writers, are super encouraging and helpful people that will really bend over backwards to help you as much as they can. Now, some of them, if they're big name authors, they've only got so much bandwidth. Um, and, you know, if you look at the, and I mentioned him a lot in interviews, um, I, I, I interact with him, but he's also a big name right now, especially with everything going on with the Chris Pratt series is Jack Carr. If you look at someone like Jack Carr, um, 
you know, he, he's successful, clearly. He's a number one New York Times bestseller. He doesn't put the pedal down, you know, or he doesn't take, take the pedal up. The pedal is down. He's constantly out there working hard. He's getting his brand out there. Yeah. And, you know, you really, if, if you want to succeed, you, you have to hustle. And, um, but at the same time, look at his Twitter page. Look at the people send him messages and notes. He's replying to them. He's, you know, he is putting in the work um, because that's him. He's genuine about it. Um, that was the part that surprised the hell out of me is when I got into this, I was very much thinking, um, I was very much thinking it would be a huge competition. I'd be a competition. Uh, Brad, uh, Jack wasn't an author when I started, but, you know, name the big name authors. Well, I'll be in competition with them, right? You know, they're not going to want to help me. It's actually the opposite. Um, the, you know, you're not a competition to each other. You're actually a aid to each other because the average person that's especially a ferocious reader, they don't read one book a year. So they're not going to read Eric Bishop's The Body Man and then say, I'm done for the year. When's, when's yeah. his next book, Breach of Trust, come out? No, they're probably going to read 50 more books. So if I write a good book, it doesn't hurt the next person out there. It actually helps the industry. Um, and that's just... I, and so authors want to help each other. They want, and they also want the cream to rise to the top. They want to see people do their best because if the industry is represented by the best, it helps everybody. Um, if, if, if a bunch of just crap authors got hooks out there, it would bring the industry down. So they want to see people succeed and they also want to see people um, do their best. And a lot of times it's not uh, always a hard fix. People are just off by a little bit. There's something they're doing, whatever it might be, um, that uh, someone with experience can really help um, fix for them easily. Very cool. Yeah, it's yeah. it's clear to see. Uh, Katie and I are not typically like thriller novel readers, or or mm -hmm. you know the political intrigue like Tom Clancy. I think I've re I've read a few Tom Clancy's. It's been a while. Um, but Brian obviously is, is much more involved and he, you know, it definitely seems like the community aspect of like the fans of these types of novels are much more, um, kind of close knit and, and popping up around different podcasts and, and, and sharing information and talking about their favorite characters and, and, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's very, uh, so I, I think it's important that, you know, I, I've seen the same thing around like music, which is. You know, sure. uh, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats or whatever, right? You, you, right. So you having that, um, just, you know, being involved with some of the folks on the Mitch rap podcast and talking to them and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the, all their fans and jumping in their Facebook group and telling them, I like the movie of American assassin better than the book and having them and freak then they, out. Then but, they no, I just, <laughs> try to burn your home down. But no, uh, all, that's the, just, just, that, be, just being silly, just being silly. But <laughs> he's not, he's I, I do really think, not being serious, please, I, I do think us. that, um, I do think that's an important thing for, especially for someone that's younger, it might be. How much thinking, did he drink, by the way? Already did he drink a yeah, lot? He no, he did read. American I put the kids to bed tonight, and yeah, I had a little bit. I had a little bit before Katie went to sleep. He did. He did read the book this summer. Yeah. We know, we know I did read the book, but it, no, it, it's important. I think Absolutely. for people to hear that it's not like a competition because it does no. interest in in the genre creates more interest in the genre creates you know it it begets better better information yeah. out there. Yeah. So, so Eric, you yes. obviously read a lot in genre, like I do. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that has always fascinates me is that ability, like when you're sitting there creating the body man or something like that, do you ever find yourself thinking like, oh, that's too close to this 
Clancy storyline or is it or, or um, is that not so much a problem? I, I, I'm always fascinated that like writers, yeah. people like Jim, when you write music and stuff, too, because obviously you're going to be influenced by people you love. Mm-hmm. But what is that difference of that original idea? Or do you ever find yourself like mm-hmm. writing something and you're like two pages into that? And you're like, no, no, that's like Tom Clancy's voice. That's not Eric Bishop's voice in those two pages in terms of structure or something mm-hmm. like that. So I will say that I very much not copied, not plagiarized, but I very much took Clancy as my model to start with probably years and years ago. And then I really adjusted and started using Vince Flynn more. Um, that, Tom and Vince are both on my rush more for, you know, definitely for greatest thriller writers. I, mm-hmm. there's, I, I, I respect a lot of the, um, the, the, earlier writers too, um, like Shakespeare. I mean, people, you know, that are, you know, not, not any bit thriller writers, although Romeo and Juliet could be have a little, little action, little thrilling stuff going on. Yes. Um, but, um, but learning from Tom, Tom, Tom gave you a thousand page book and, but a thousand page book that really, you know, if you enjoyed that type of thing, it sucked you in. But, you know, if you asked for, you know, what time it was, Tom gave you, you know, the instructions how to build the clock, basically. <laughs> um, and I think what Vince learned from it, and I never met Vince. I uh, passed before I really became, a, you know, establishing myself as a writer. Um, I, I really wish I could have picked his brain and talked with him. But I think in my mindset of watching his books or reading his books, and I read all of them, is that he learned from Tom and he then said, okay, I can take this concept of how he writes and I can make it faster. I can make the chapter shorter. I can, con- you know, I can contract everything. Um, so I'm, I learned a lot from Tom, but then I learned a lot more, I think from Vince in the sense of every one of my chapters, I want when I, I want the reader to not want to put that book down at night. I want them to start the next chapter before they go to sleep. And then at the end of that chapter, be like, yeah, you know, I can stay up till four. I'm still you know, 45. I can handle it. And, um, <laughs> And so that's the thing. And that, and it's, a, it's something you have to work towards. It's something you just have to uh, keep working on and you just keep writing. Uh, the secret to it is not a magic you know, formula. It's you need to keep writing. And I think you need to get the experience uh, of how to do it. And reading people um, is the first step, really being a ferocious reader. And to answer your question indirectly, no, I'm not worried about that, especially with the body man. I wasn't because when I came up with the concept um, and it wasn't confidence or arrogance. It was just, damn, I'm onto something. I know there's not, I've n- and I had never read it. There could have been something, but I had never mm-hmm. personally read something like this. So I wasn't worried about I'm taking someone's idea and I'm giving it my Eric Bishop twist. I knew I had something very original. My concern when I'm writing uh, and still is to this day is, is everything that I'm putting in there, my original ideas, or am I remembering something I read 20 years ago or a movie I saw or whatever? Um, so it's, just, it's a conscious thing going on in my head sometimes. Um, and, you know, I just say, well, pretty sure I'm creating this scenario, but you know, some things are always are, 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 are replicated. You know, most of the times you got a story, you got a guy who's got a big struggle. He finds a pretty woman and he wants to impress the woman. And in the end, stuff, bad stuff happens and he gets the girl in the end. 50 million stories out there with that, that they've got this general idea of what happens and how they get their changes. So there is always stuff like that that occurs with writing. Um, well, that you it's like run. It's like North by Northwest, just throwing an amazing drunk uh, driving scene. And then they oh have every, every story that you've ever seen. <laughs> so, Eric, when did you begin storytelling? Have you always been a storyteller? I, you know, I was a horrific student. 
Um, I need to probably go back and look at some of the stuff I wrote in high school, but I probably would throw up. So maybe that's not a good idea. Um, I was interested in movies, golf, skiing, and hopefully graduating as little as I could <laughs> get to that point. And I didn't care about, I didn't, I didn't really, it wasn't until college, probably because I started paying in college. Um, that makes you a little bit more interested in doing well, but no, in college is actually where I started writing poetry. And that's where, for me, I, I'd read a lot at that point. So I was a big reader before I was a writer. Um, and then I started with poetry first and the poetry kind of morphed into like short story kind of things. And then I started my hand um, after college at starting to write novels, but I never finished anything. That was, I have, a, and I've told this before and some other things this last week with all the people I've spoke with is on my computer here in front of me, I have two folders. One's called books. It's got the one, it's got the first three I wrote. It's got the body man. It's got three others I'm working on now. It has ideas for six or seven other probably books. Um, and then I have a folder uh, next to that called old books. I'm really original, obviously. <laughs> um, and that is just what it says. It's 15, 12, 15 Microsoft Word documents that some of the books are one page. Some are 50, 60, 70 pages. They're big or bigger. Um, but the reason I'm sitting here talking to you and the reason we talked about earlier of not quitting is I wanted to actually finish something because I realized years ago, um, my kids were you know young at the time, but I was 35 and I realized I've wanted to be a writer for years. And why am I not a writer? It's because I've never finished anything. So 2014 came around and I just said, I'm going to finish a book. And I came up with a really good idea, came up with an idea for seven books, which I talked to an agent the next year at, in New York City, or two years later, and a couple of years later in New York City, I guess 2017. And I was pitching this original story or this book I'd written and uh, told him it was going to be seven books. And this guy was like, whoa, whoa, how would you have the confidence or arrogance to think you could write seven books? It's your first book. And I was almost like, whoa, whoa, how do you not? If you're a writer, don't you think out what you're going to do to me is, and you know, he passed on my book. Thank God. Um, I'm glad I didn't get that as an agent because my God, we wouldn't have had anything to, you know, in common and he wouldn't have had my future in, in, in his uh, best interest. I don't think. Um, but no, 14, I've, I've finished a book that was, and I, of course I finished that first book. It was called vengeance. And I thought this thing's great. Uh, fame, fortune, all that good stuff is coming. And then rejection, 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 a couple more rejections. Um, and, you know, took three more completed novels before, um, and a lot of rejections, even with the body, the body man got rejected. I, I don't even know how many times I, in 2020, it got rejected 92 times. Um, I think I still have a full manuscript request out there with one or two, uh, agents that never got back with me. And I just, at one point would be like, yeah, screw it. I'm not going to follow up with them again. If they can't read my book, they don't deserve to get 15% of my money. Um, so, uh, you know, it wasn't until 2021 that I got someone to say, that's a pretty good story. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to publish this. And I said, yes, sir, please let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get a deal. So, um, but it's perseverance. It's not yeah. quitting. That's how I'm sitting here talking to you. Um, you have to have confidence. You have to have a belief in your system, of course. Um, but you got to put in the work and write the book. So what is your writing schedule? How do you balance all of the things? What's writing? <laughs> What's that thing again? No. Um, what my schedule was previously that I'll get back to here once I stop hawking this book eventually. Mm -hmm. um, no, um, I used to try to write so with family. 
that complicates so, you know, full-time job, still have the full-time job. Um, got two kids. So my, my pattern for a while for multiple years was six nights a week, 10 to 12. Um, I just treated it as a part-time job, but a part-time job that I loved. I've never, never for a moment sat down and went to go write and thought, man, this is work. I don't like this. Every time I've sat down to write, I'm like, cool. I get to tell this. I get to get some of this stuff out of my head. Um, so it's always been a blessing to me to sit down and write. Um, the first book I wrote that I told you about vengeance. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I wanted to write a story. I knew I wanted to finish a story and I was completely ignorant to the process. So that first book I started 2014, I think it was June 23rd, 26th. I think it was the 23rd, June 23rd. And I finished it September 19th. I finished it in Yosemite. So that's so, fast too. That, I mean, that's a fast, right? Super fast because I, Eric wasn't doing six nights a week, 10 to 10 to uh, 12. Eric was doing six nights a week, 10 till eh, two, three, four, whenever I just got to the point where I was exhausted, but I have to get up for work the next day. So mm. I physically got myself sick, like just like physically sick. And once I finished that first book, I was super excited to have it done. I, like I said, I finished it in Yosemite. It was still the, besides my kids being born, it's probably like the top three moment of my life. I have two kids. So we'll say that was moment number three. Um, it was the most amazing experience and feeling I ever had in my life. Cause I, I, I didn't quit. I finished it. Um, but when I went to go start the second book, the Zachariah option, uh, which what became the Zachariah option, I was like, I'm going to die if I do this again. Uh, and this is just not healthy. So that's when I kind of came up with that pattern of, well, what's my responsibilities? What's my options? Well, the kids go to sleep at this time. I have a transition. So then I said, okay, 10 to 12. Um, and I would be really religious about it. That when 12 o'clock hit, I'd finish a sentence or finish a paragraph if I had to, but I wouldn't go till 1230 or one. I'd be like, okay. And then I problem I'd always have is, especially if, you know, if you read the body man, there's a little action there. There's a heck of a lot of sarcasm in there it doesn't bend well for just saying, okay, let's go to sleep at 12.02. So um, I'd have to find a way to transition myself to sleep, which I know you guys are movie buffs and you guys love television and stuff. And, you know, so how do you fall asleep? Well, you watch Seinfeld. So I've gone through the seasons of Seinfeld. I've <laughs> all the discs, all that. So, you know, George, Jerry, Elaine, and Kramer got me to go to sleep most nights. Um, so it was a great, it was a great transition. And you know what, as Jerry would say, if he was on or watching Facebook right now, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like there's anything yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. It's all good. So. so I was actually just listening to Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, today. we were. Yeah, so this, that was very strange. Uh, I think I'm on a tweet earlier. I don't know if he's going to respond. But. <laughs> there you go. I like it. So if there's one thing we... Is there anything else you want to say about The Body Man? Because we're not going to let you go without answering at least a few questions about movies. I would... <laughs> no, I'd love to talk about movies. No, you know... I think if people give the body man a chance, I think they'll enjoy the story. Uh, and I, that's basically what I'm, it, it's, this is a hard thing to do. You write a story, you put, you know, part of your heart and soul in that thing, um, which is an amazing uh, honor to get to do. The hard part then is you got to come out and ask people to buy it. And that's a tough one. But you know, I, the feedback I've got from people and, and, and the feedback from other authors that had read it ahead of time. And I had beta readers and I gave away free copies for a while was, I kept hearing, okay, why isn't this book published? Why are you, you should be up there with not the big boys saying I was some great thing, but like, this is a story that holds up with anything else that's out there. And that's the comments I've been getting from people just since Thursday. I've had people pull pretty much all nighters, at least a dozen messages from people just personally. They've said, I finished the book already. And you know, I got it yesterday. I got the print version yesterday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and they stayed up and they've already finished it. Um, 
and I, <laughs> I can't express how much, how joyful that makes me feel. So and it's I, all over the world too, Eric. I've, I thought, you know, we're on social media and we follow each other like right. I've, all over the place. I mean, it this is. Is, it's not localized. This, I mean, this no. is really well, Amazon. You can thank the Amazon printers for that. The Amazon printers are, and I didn't know, I, I've got a friend in London that I've befriended the last couple of months um, who I'm not allowed to say his name or anything because of what he does for a living. Um, he ordered the book and had it like, I think it was Friday or Saturday. When did they have it by? And he started shooting me pictures and I was like, my book's in London. My book is in London. And um, after that, the next one I got was I got an image from someone that had a book in the uh, Indian ocean. And I got a book for uh, an image from someone that had it in Italy. And I'm at 12 countries that I've heard from people. So it probably is in more uh, just people that have reached out to me. I think we're up to 12 countries. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it makes me That's awesome. Cry, honestly. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Congratulations the out there. So uh, the only other thing I want to say about the book is ask people to, you know, and get the cheapest version. I don't care. Get the ebook. This isn't about Eric trying to make a bunch of money. I just want to get an audience. I want people to give me a chance. And I hope if they like the body man, then I hope I'll knock their socks off with breach of trust, which is the next book. Cause, yeah, cause there's more plan. coming. We know there's more coming. So it is a I've series. Got, People love getting into nice. series. So there is, this is a series. And we'll, when is, is the next release date lined up yet? Or what's the thought process? It is not. We don't, okay. we don't release date. I would assume it'd be about a year out. So I'm thinking okay. next time in the fall, um, obviously my publisher is going to say, well, I can't give you a release date. If you haven't finished your book yet, get, get going. So get to Yosemite. Um, I, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, what's that? I said, get, get to Yosemite. It's a little cold there now. I've been there in <laughs> September, October, November months period so far, multiple times. And, um, if I could, you know, if, if everyone would just buy one copy in the world, I could go write in Yosemite and finish the next book. <laughs> yeah, I could afford yeah. that, please. So, um, no, but just, that's my request and give it a chance. Tell me what you think. Um, and I'm going to get even better. Uh, this was a really good book from what people have told me. I, of course, think it's a good book. And any author that thinks they write a bad book should, you know, be hung out and quartered. You know, I mean, come on, you're going to write a book. Don't think it's crap. Um, you better believe in what you write. And I sure as hell do believe in what I write. It's a good book. Um, but um, yeah, I hope people give me a chance. And I'm not going to let them down. For With everything I have in me, I'll do my best. So Awesome. Thank you so much. That it, congratulations! It, it's an uh, amazing honor, I think, just to get to the place you're at, and hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm going to order it, it as soon as we're done here. I have uh, I have not read it yet, but I'm I'm excited to jump in. Thank yeah, you. I I, listen, that. anybody that creates something, I don't think people grasp how difficult it is. I mean, I don't have, have people like other than writing maybe a short story in high school or college that you're forced to read to, to write something is insane. And again, the like Eric's doing to work these jobs, I don't think people grasp there are how many authors have nine to five jobs that you're Limited. even seeing in Barnes and Noble and you see a name there. They still are working nine to five jobs. Brian, you know how many New York Times bestsellers have yes. nine to five jobs? Yes, I, I know. Yeah, I, it's it's it'll blow your I mind. Think, I don't think people would ever be able to guess um, some of the people that are still working regular jobs that you would think, oh, you're like a Hollywood star, right? You get your name on a movie poster. Yeah. You don't have to work the rest of your life. That is not the case in the publishing industry at no. all. If you get into this industry because you're trying to be rich or you think you're going to be quitting your job and making money, um, you cray cray. Just letting you know. 
It's some people do. And some people first shot out, get a seven figure deal. I know of people that have gotten seven figure deals. Um, and I tell you what, there's no envy in me. God bless them, because that tells me that that opportunity is out there for people. Um, so that's not a negative at all. That's a positive. Is it going to happen? It didn't happen to me. Is it going to happen to me for the next book? Or is it going to happen to someone I know? I hope so. I hope it's so. And you know what? It won't happen if they don't write the next book. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then there's, you won't get that deal. And there's people like Mark Rainey, uh, whose first book was not even in hardcover. And now he has the gray man that's going to be coming out this year with Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Evans, and God knows other people. And it just took him, I, I, yeah. I think several books before the publisher would even do it in hardcover. Yeah. So I, I'm fortunate. I, um, fortunate. I've met Mark. I've interacted with him some um, on social media at Mark. I, if I recall, I have known a bunch of authors that get their story straight. I believe, believe from Mark, he was writing in coffee shops before his nine to five job every morning, like 5am, some ungodly hours. See, I'm the opposite. I'm going to go to sleep by four and sleep till nine, but I'll write at night. Um, but for him, and which is common, a lot of writers write in the morning before work, but yeah, he slugged it out for years. I think, I don't think he made the bestseller list. If I remember, I don't think he made the bestseller list till he did the Clancy book. I think he was, he's an example of a guy. He was writing two books a year. He was writing his own original stuff and writing, co-writing with Clancy. He is a machine and he is a brilliant man. He's he, he, he is the outlier. Um, and he deserves every, every ounce of success he's earned because he's busted his ass to get to that point. No one gave him anything. And he's written stuff also that people don't realize he wrote. That's his name. Might not wow. be there's a, yeah, there's a, a few he, people. He's, he's written other stuff, yeah. you know, so he's written other things as well, which is just amazing. And yeah, he's, um, but it's, it, to your point, Brian, how pe- how hard people have to work at this. It, and it's not that vastly different from musicians or other creative things, you know, creative type jobs um, are few and far between to pay the bills. Um, you know, I, I know I go out on Friday, Saturday nights, sometimes weekends, I don't have my children and I'll go catch some live music at a local brewery or whatever. And I mean, these people are good. I couldn't, I could sit there and take lessons for five years and I wouldn't be as good as these people. And they're just playing for tips. Mm-hmm. This, they got a full-time job. They're not making much money off playing these gigs, but they're doing it because they love it. They're doing it. Probably some of them think maybe I'll, maybe someone will hear this. Maybe some, maybe it'll catch on. Um, and you know, what do they do? They don't quit. They keep playing. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. Let's do a couple of movie questions. We, yeah. We'll I'll simplify this. Cause we do, do your movie questions. Yeah. I, I, we don't have to go? do. How long do we go? Are we, are we time wise. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're very great. good time ones. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah. I don't want to mess with your time. No, I'm, we're I'm fine. Free. So I, I, I'm going to sort of steal an idea from Brett Goldstein, who plays the amazing Roy Kent on uh, Ted Lasso. He has a podcast called uh, Films to be Buried With. And okay. he basically <laughs> brings in new guests every week and, and pretends that they are, they're dead and asks them questions about the movies that kind of tell the story of their life. So okay. uh, I just want to ask you, like, I'll, I'll simplify this because I don't want to do all three. Um, yeah, I'm not that what, smart, Jim. Don't make this complicated. I would say what, just a just a quick quick because it, it's a little insight to like you know different people's personalities and stuff. Sure. What would you say is the movie that you've seen the most in your life? You've watched Ooh. the most number of times. Uh, Back to the Future, probably. Ooh, good choice. I'd say Back to the Future. Yeah, Heat Heat is probably not too far off from that but probably back to the future you know it's funny i, I, I started watching that as a kid so that's yeah, why I yeah. heat is 
I remember it being a great movie. I feel like I lacked the, that's one that I sort of feel like I would need to sit and watch the whole thing. And it's so damn long that I, I'm like, oh, I well, which I do you do like that. the definitive director's cut of heat, Eric, or do you prefer the theatrical <laughs> cut of heat? I'm trying to think if I've seen the director's cut, honestly, I, I believe the version I have is just, the, I know I have, I have it sitting over there in my, my shelves underneath uh, Sunday night football is on my movies. I believe <laughs> I have just a regular cut, so, regular cut. All right. Um, which is will, long by itself. I will tell you guys just circle back for 10 seconds and say, and I, and I definitely am glad to answer movie questions. One thing that I learned in 2014 was how was I going to write these books? I had to give something up. I gave up entertainment for yeah. a long period of time. I didn't I imagine you have to, right? Yeah. Hardly at all. It's I've been cheating the last couple of years, especially with COVID with working on book stuff. I wasn't writing as much. I was doing more editing. And so, you know, now I've jumped into Westworld. I started game of Thrones a couple, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I'm like way behind on game of Thrones, which I, I'm not sure about Game of Thrones. It's very interesting. Jump out now. Bump, jump out. <laughs> Does it get better? No. It doesn't it's get not, it's not worse that it's not worth it, though, Brian. I, I, no, I no, it's it much better. It much on. better after. No, no, no. no it's, it's only the last season. That is, well, the last yes. season. That's true. The middle season. Still a worthwhile watch. It's not like trying to start the West Wing. You know, yeah. like I feel like There's Game of Thrones is true. achievable. Yeah. Episodes for eight pretty seasons. short seasons. <laughs> oh, well, that's a great point. And uh, uh, so, just one more question. Sort of. Yeah. Recently, anyway. it sounds like you've been cheating and getting back into watching some things. What are recently some things that you've like really enjoyed watching, either television or uh, sure. film? Um, I liked the first season of Westworld really well. Yeah, I thought that was, was extremely awesome. clever and very. Um, you didn't know what was going on there for a while. You're like, wait, what the heck? Season two wasn't as good. I liked it. I started season three. I don't know when I started season three, maybe a couple weeks ago. And I think I'm only like, maybe only one episode in. Season three, I'm kind of like, eh, maybe we've jumped the shark a little. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. Um, so, yeah, but I've, I'm trying to think. What else have I watched? I've been bouncing around trying to find stuff. That's, I think, why I jumped over to... Um, oh, you know what I did? <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Um, I got HBO uh, Max recently in the last six months, whatever, HBO Max account. Um, I had years ago started watching Ballers. Oh, yeah. Uh, ah, Wayne yeah. Johnson is... I, I hope he runs for president. You know, considering where we are right now between where we've been this year and the previous four years. I would totally vote for the rock. Yeah. I vote for the rock. He's not qualified to be president, but clearly Who no is? Well, Who I'm is? sure that qualifications yeah. for president really exist um, anymore. I know. I, I would highly recommend sure. family film. We watched the jungle cruise tonight. We, we did, which was apparently like scarier jungle. for our small children than uh, we anticipated it being, but it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. I saw really it really fun. And IMAX, and I was really happy I yeah. saw it. Very fun. He's awesome. He really I did, is. I didn't catch all of it. My son started the other night, or the other day, so I, I watched part of it, and then I think I then put on the parts I missed the other night, and I thought The Rock was hilarious. Oh, he's that. great. I, and I Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Amazing. And if you Love haven't her. been to Disney day. recently, the whole, I mean, the ride. Design, yeah. The ride is the, the captain telling stupid jokes is, pretty much the whole yeah. time. Is uh, so is Haunted Mansion like that, where like the ride inspired the film? Yes, and the, yes. The film but that didn't terrible. go well, no. right? This is no, much better. That one, yes. Horribly, yeah. But that's not like that's a weird thing, a rare thing. We're like, there's going to make a new Haunted Mansion now. I think. Okay. Oh, Hopefully, it'll be a lot better. Because the ride is fantastic. 
Yeah, but so, right so ballers. I was, so I, I jumped back into baller. I'd watched like the first season or two. I think I watched that in like a fire stick illegally a couple of year, <laughs> years ago. And then my fire stick stopped working. And I thought, well, you know, with all I'm researching for the body, man, there's a really high probability I'm on watch lists and the government, you know, I'm going to, the black <laughs> vans will pull up in front. They'll kick in my door and I'll then have to have a gun battle with a federal agent. <laughs> Stop stealing so, cable. I figured I better stop stealing ballers. So you're Googling <laughs> how to disarm the security system in the White House. <laughs> or the rock is just gonna kick in your door. Yeah. It's actually not that difficult. This is great. A lot of several guys have got in there not that long ago. So that, is terrifying. that is yeah. terrifying. So that gives the credence. I feel like we criticized in was it in Alien? No. One of the films we watched in the past year. You know, somebody gets into like the control room and he's like, bloop, 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 and he's like into the system. We're like, oh, you know, that was face off. That was face off. And it was ridiculous. We talked about it with Jurassic Park button in too. the prison that he just hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're totally <laughs> right. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> so, but you're, you're usually right. All right. I think it is time for five questions with Eric. You want oh. Oh, this is wrong, wrong you want music. Answers? Wrong bed. Here we go. I want the truth. Make some uh -oh. Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is the internet? Who are you? Why? All right, time for five questions with Eric. First question is our thumbs up and thumbs down question. I always enjoy asking people who write this question. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down first person? Do you enjoy seeing or reading things in the first person? I don't dislike it. I don't like writing that way. I don't write that way. I write everything third person, but I do because there's some really good authors that write in first person. Uh, Brad Taylor is one that writes in both. Um, if Pike Logan is, uh, if it's a Pike chapter, he's writing first person. If it's any other character, it's in third person. So I, I'm definitely a fan of it, depending on the author. I'm not a fan of writing it. Um, speaking of Mark, uh, Mark did his first first person book um, one or two back. Um, he did one recently, the last couple of years. All of his were third person for that. So yeah, so Steve I'm, Barry wrote a whole one in first person as well, which was interesting. Yes, Steve. Uh, Steve's a great guy. Steve, actually, I won a contest. Uh, it's not a Seinfeld reference either. I didn't win that contest. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, <laughs> but uh, I won a contest for first line, and Steve Barry uh, uh, oh, gave me that win a couple of years ago in uh, Thriller. Yeah. Fest. Yeah. All right. Uh, question two. Uh, would you rather question? Would you rather read an ebook or listen to an audio book? Hmm. So I'm trying to sell the hell out of ebooks right now. If possible. Yeah, I know that is the um, that so, is the big seller now. Officially, I love ebooks. And I love <laughs> to buy the, body the more ebooks, the better, right? The more e the more ebooks, the more you're going to help me change my future. <laughs> um, however, I well, it depends. Audiobook, I, I probably would say audiobook. Um, audiobook though is very much contingent on who it is because there is some mm -hmm. people that do audiobooks that I do not, if I, I, I learned who they were and I, some authors I really like that I do not like the audiobooks. Um, with the exception of course is Ray Porter. Um, I would, I'd sell one of your children just to have Ray Porter do my book. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Ray Porter, he's such a great voice. He's, um, but, uh, Ray Porter's the man. So yeah, I'd go with audiobooks, but I know eBooks are huge and I have, I bought a Kindle 
only because that was, I was going to have my book uh, come out. Wow. And I was like, well, I guess I should probably, because people will send me books sometimes and I read them on my phone and it gets me mad. Um, so I, I, I don't like it. it either. Cause sometimes I'll get stuff from publishers that they'll send me, but they want to do it as the digital file, as opposed to, the, I mean, it's, the expense is cheap. I yeah. mean, you, you, you create a file, you send it out, you can have that file go out a billion times. There's no other cost. So I, I get it. I definitely get the, uh, the cost aspect of it, but um, you know, I've got, I don't have the hard copy yet. Hard copies on its way, but I have a physical copy of the body, man. Yeah. That's, that's, how, I, I like that's, why I like, that's yeah. how I like to read as well. Uh, all right. Fill in the blank question. Other than the body, man, a book someone needs to purchase and read immediately would be what? What's a book? If let's say this person you're talking to will have not read any book you're going to recommend. What's one book they'd have to read? So probably the best one I've read in the last five years since I've been a say since I've been a writer and I've read a lot of books in the last uh, since I've been a writer. Um, I'd probably say The Terminalist by Jack Carr. That book really that made me feel like old school uh, Vince Flynn. Um, that really pulled me back. That, that pulled me back to uh, transfer of power right here. So this is probably this is my favorite Vince Flynn book also because it's signed. Mm, which helps that the first hit. Mitch Rapp novel. That's the first Mitch Rapp novel. Obviously term limits did not have uh, Mitch Rapp. Had, um, so yeah, but um, you know what Jack did with that first book, I think really uh, impressed me and that's not knocking anyone else has done that, but that was the book that I'm like, damn, this guy knows what he's doing. Um, I'm going to have to step up my game. You know, I'm going to have to write better books now to compete with people like this. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the one. But there's so many good books out there. But that's the one that comes to mind. That's the one in the last several years that I just really I've recommended probably the most. Um, and plus, he's, it's great because he has, then has series. Um, and, you know, you can then watch that character development, which is cool. All right. Favorite question. Uh, what's the fa- your favorite place you've ever read a book before? <laughs> ever read a book yeah um probably my favorite place to read is yosemite okay um, i've read several books actually i've at least read part of several books in yosemite I, I i wrote the first time i went and several other times i've wrote a little bit that first time i went when i finished that first book i was only there for a day so i literally i, I stayed about an hour and a half outside of yosemite so i got up at like five in the morning I got there's or whatever time I got there's whatever time I could get into the gate first time because I was had a, a plan of focus. I had two chapters to finish and and an epilogue, and I wanted to write every word in Yosemite. And I I went to the uh, base of Lower Falls. I wrote for several hours till my ass hurt because I was sitting on a rock at the base of the waterfall, and my power in my laptop was getting low. So I went to the cafe. I wrote in there for a few hours and charged up. And then I went out towards one of the uh, um, Sequoia Groves and finished. Um, so I didn't see much and I didn't read it all that first time. So every time I went back subsequently, um, I've always had books with me and I've sat at the base of El Capitan. I've sat in a couple different places. And um, yeah, that's my, that's probably my favorite place on earth. And it will be maybe for the rest of my life. And that's probably because I finished that first book there. And it is gorgeous. It's the most beautiful spot, but you know, I left a little bit of my heart in that, in that Valley and any chance I, and people I've gone several times just in a few year period, people are like, there's so many places to see. Why are you going back to Yosemite? And I was like, it's my place. I want to go. I mean, I, I go to other places too, but if you're giving me a choice of where I get to go and where I get to go read, okay, one day I'm going to have a conference there, not conference, sorry, 
a nice. get together with other writers. I've invited a bunch of big name people. Of course, love it. Maybe they'll take me seriously now since I'm published. Um, <laughs> but I just would like a writer group to go there. We talk about writing. We do some writing. We hike. Um, whoever's a jerk, we push off a waterfall and just. <laughs> Have a blast. Hey, then so, you get your next book about a bunch of writers killing another writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Accidents. I'm pretty happen. sure Stephen King already wrote that yeah, book. Yeah, I though. love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> he was, he All right, went. finally, uh, deep thoughts question. Now that you've achieved your dream of being a published author, internationally published author, international. what is the next bucket list item you have? What's an, another thing that you would love to do that you have not yet done? I have a very big bucket list, I'll admit. And most of my bucket lists that I've shared with people, they're like, you cray cray. <laughs> you think you're going to get that stuff. And I always tell people, why the hell not? Can't I? Why, why can't I? Who, who's to say in life? Why, why limit yourself? So um, my next thing I want to do, which I'm hoping the body man can do based on the, the, the storyline and all that is I would, I've been in the White House three times. I would really like to walk in the walk in the White House a fourth time. And this time I'd like to be escorted to the Oval Office and I'd like to sit behind the Resolute desk. And people I've told that to think I'm absolutely bonkers. And I'm like, why not? I mean, didn't a Kardashian do it? Hell, yeah. if a Kardashian did it. Bishop could do it. So. Look at some of the people who have been president and sat there and done it mm, for a long sure. period. I would like them to pimp my book for me. So I have nothing negative to say about these gentlemen. Please nah. sell it as much as possible. So I don't know who listens to this, but I am. Once my hard box come in from the, from the publisher, I am sending a hardback to each pre, the current president and all the other presidents. I'm sending them a, I have a commemorative coin. I'm sending them. Look I'm at that. We got letter. a whole thing. I love it. I well, need one of them to read the book. Get on Eric Twitter, raffled off media. a character. I'm imagining. Character I'm imagining this like them. weird world where Biden gets that gets that package and he does he films his own like unboxing on YouTube. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like Ryan's own, toy yeah, box. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. Biden's toys instead of, yeah. instead of Ryan's. Yeah. Toys. <laughs> and he's just like, I got this great I'd book. Love to see the president hold the book yeah. up and say, <laughs> yes. "Everyone in America, yeah. forget the vaccine. You're required to buy a copy." Yes. Of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. President, the federal government should buy a copy. Copy of the body man for every person who receives their booster vaccine. There you go. There you That's go. as an incentive. So is the, I like the way you think, Brian? Is the president <laughs> painted in a positive light in the body man? Do we oh, do we meet the president? The yeah, yeah. Like, we don't want to. I have it. noticed <laughs> the vague, the, like the vague description has me really intrigued because, like, I, I understand, like you explained sort of who the body man is, but we don't know. Mm. We, we understand what the position is, but we don't know who the body man is yet. Well, and the cool thing about what I designed is the body man is a role. So it's not going to be just one person. Uh -huh. So there's always a body man and there's always an apprentice because you can't have a person that's keeping their eye on the office 24 hours a day. Right. You, you probably could make an argument you need 50 body men, but I designed it for two. You have a, a, you have a, a, a body man and you have an apprentice. After a set period of time, which I don't divulge in this in the first book that will be divulged later on, um, that first person is retired. They're given a very generous package and they're told, you go away, you go to another unnamed place in the world. You never talk about what you saw. You die with the secrets and you have a good life. There's a lot of money. Don't ever come back to the United States. Well, the, appre the apprentice steps in and becomes the new body man. And then a new apprentice is. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So is the president a good person or a bad person? 
Read the book. Yes. Hey, Katie, <laughs> buy an ebook. He's a person. I think it's been it's been done. Buy, yeah, it's already it's already e-books. in the shopping cart. Buy, buy many no, we're e-books. getting that. Uh, we're getting a physical copy. Yeah, so I need a physical copy. As well. Buy multiple copies. Physical, yes. digital. I know what we're getting. Uncle coming. Kurt for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Yep. Everybody gets a copy of the body. Yep. Uh, so all, had- all joking aside about that, I, I'm if, I'm humbled by the people that are buying one copy. I, I, I'm, this is a fulfillment of a dream. You know, to be doing this show, to be able to talk about this book, I cannot express how long I dreamt of getting to this moment. And I, the most common question I've been getting, and a lot of it was, we filmed a lot of the shows before the book came out and I didn't know how to answer the question. Like, how do you feel Eric? And of course it's three days before the book comes out. And I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to feel on Thursday. And I was just overwhelmed with gratitude, with joy, with, I was humbled. I was humbled that people wanted to read my book and buy copies. I had a friend reach out and say, I'm buying five hardback copies. We're giving four away as Christmas presents. Um, Yeah. You want to tear me up. You say something like I'm going to be, extremely kind by buying not just one copy of your book, but multiple copies. And I don't deserve that. I don't deserve the kind things. Um, and I, I just graciously accept them. This is, this is why I'm here. Don't quit. Don't quit. And you can be sitting here with me like I am telling about your story, but if you don't write that book, you don't stand a chance of ever sitting here. You don't have a chance of being an internationally selling author. You're going to be wishing you did. Well, something we are awful at is social media. Yeah. Something yeah. Eric is fabulous at is social media. Oh, good. Where can people find you on social media, though, Eric, if they want to follow? Uh, so I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I believe on. I should know all that. I should probably have this printed off. So on Twitter and Instagram, I'm EPB author. Um, probably if you type in Eric P. Bishop author, you're going to pop up in Google with all the stuff, too. Um, on Facebook, what am I? I'm uh just type in Eric P. Bishop. I think I'm the only one that will come up author. Type in The Body Man. Go to Google and type in The Body Man. That probably will take you to Amazon, which I'm okay with. Um, and yeah, you'll find me. I have a website. I should probably say that. My website directs everyone. Sorry. Uh, EricPBishop.com. So P is my middle initial. It stands for Paul. Uh, when I went to start writing in 2014, there was an Eric Bishop that I think wrote a Western book. And I didn't, again, I was, didn't, I was ignorant. Didn't know what I was doing. I was like, well, I just have to, I can't, there can't be two Eric Bishops. What do I do? And I'd always signed everything with my middle initial anyways, Paul. So I just set everything up for social media with Eric P Bishop. Um, so it worked out well, but so Eric do you ever Bishop, swap uh, your profile picture out with Bishop from aliens? Cause that would make me really happy. Just like maybe at Halloween Lance time, Hendrickson just like be Bishop. And now you're starting to see why we're not on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can be starting to see why to we so. don't have a lot of traction. He is a fantastic media. character. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. I mean, not if you're no going to have a movie character with the stuff. same name, he's a good one. Yes. Well, I think uh, in, in red notice, I believe Gal Gadot is the Bishop. Um, oh, yes, she oh, is. Yeah. Which is I, a recommendation. I, Eric and I both have watched the first hour of it. Absolutely. There's some handsome humans in that movie. Yeah. I know she's married. And so I will just merely say you are a beautiful woman and I would love to cast you in a role for the body man. I have a perfect, I have a secret service position. You would be, glorious and we'd love that i have a position for the rock rock i've got something for you ryan Re- everyone from Red everybody Nose. just come from that <laughs> yeah. just come no. over you've no. already all worked together and it'll be perfect uh, well we we had lots of great recommendations i want to recommend eric and i boasting the first hour of red notice neither of us have finished it 
due to being tired, but not due to the quality of the film. I also enjoyed Olaf Presents, the Disney Plus mm. Day special. <laughs> I haven't seen Oh, we watched fabulous. the Tangled one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was good. I watched all mm-hmm. of them, binge watched them. They're fabulous. <laughs> uh, Without your children? Choice, uh, no, with my children, thankfully. <laughs> uh, and my criterion choice for this week is the taking of Pelham 123, the original. The original. Okay. The original. Well, the, the original. One. Eric, the while we have been recording, you have already sold two books that three. we know of. Three that you are that we are aware of. Yeah. I am honored. Thank you. I am honored. Everyone counts. Mm-hmm. Every everybody every sale does count. And I don't I don't take again, I serious, I do not take those lightly when people say I bought your book. That makes me go. Uh, that makes me very joyful, very, very humbled. Well, keep us up to date. We'll let everybody know how it's going. And of course, sure. hopefully uh, we'll see you next year for With the next two, book. Of yeah. course. I'll look forward to coming on. Yeah. Thank Thanks for, so Thanks for joining, us, for joining us. Great to have you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Bye. Did-